From the studio in Sun City, Arizona Boomer Radio presents Wealth DNA with Ron the Ronald Naraki. Wealth DNA gives you insights and methods for increasing your net worth. Ron's experience dealing with local and international markets give him insights that can be valuable to any investor. Now here's the host of the show, Ron Naraki. Hello and welcome to the Wealth DNA Radio Show. We're honored that you're joining us today. Now, regardless of whether you're listening live or to the archive of the show, whether you're a man or a woman, young or not quite as young, whether you've lived in and worked in multiple countries or you haven't, I'm confident you'll be glad you joined us. If you don't gain some new knowledge during this hour, we have a double money-back guarantee. We'll refund double what you paid to listen. Now, you may be wondering why I mentioned that regardless of your background, you'd be glad you joined us. Well, there are actually three reasons today. First is that I had an opportunity to see a Broadway production of West Side Story yesterday. Not only was it extremely well done, maybe even a clearer message than the original movie version, which incidentally dates back to 1957. And yet the story seems more relevant today in our splintered world than it did back then. That story was about the human tendency to reject people who are different than us. Maybe it's a fear they'll take over our territory, or maybe they'll take over our jobs, or heaven heaven forbid, maybe they'll prove to be better than we are at what we do. Secondly, our guest today is a great example of being different than the majority of people around her. Thirdly, it has to do with our goal here at Wealth DNA Radio to help one million people become millionaires. Never will you hear us qualify that with people being of a particular race, nationality, sex, age, or religious affiliation. We're an equal opportunity show. It's available to everyone around the world with only one limitation at the moment, that we only broadcast in English, at least for now. During the show, we'll be focusing on Forex trading and alternative investment that we didn't get a chance to cover fully during our extensive series on alternative investments. I guess I would uh, remind listeners, and I should remind listeners, especially if you didn't see an announcement to the show, that Forex is spelled F-O-R-E-X. We're not talking about some adult topic related, uh, rated, excuse me, quadruple X. During that series on alternative investments, we had Stan Urban join us to discuss how he prefers to deal with multiple currencies, especially with the risks associated having income and expenses in different currencies. You see, that's a very common issue, especially for companies operating in an international environment like the ones Stan worked for and still works for. If you missed that show, I encourage you to go back to the archive and listen for another perspective on this topic. Now, the financial markets have been a bit more volatile lately, which, as you know, means they have been riskier. That volatility includes equities, bonds, the precious metals, and even currencies. They all have been going up and down more than we saw in 2013. Yes, I included currencies in that volatility, a topic we seldom hear covered in the financial news since there's no single index out there that can tell us which way currencies moved. Why isn't there such an index? We'll obviously answer it during the show. Maybe the increased volatility is a reaction to our recent show with Russ Wiles to celebrate the fifth anniversary of the equity bull market. During that show, we discussed some great reasons the equity market may continue to go up and a number of sound reasons the bull market may be ending soon. We also shared a few strategies to take some of the profits from the last five years and move them to markets that have underperformed. 
maybe enough listeners uh, listen to that show that the volatility is due to them buying and selling more than in the past year to rearrange their portfolio mix. That, by the way, would be a good thing after five years of nearly continuous equity price increases. Now, the advantage of joining us live is you get to ask questions or make comments, either using the chat window below the radio player, and I'm just going to make sure I have it in front of me. Uh, it looks like I've got to refresh. All right, so there's a chat window under the radio player where you can uh, put in your comments and questions, or you can call us, and uh, that phone number is shown at the top of the screen. Either one will work, but if you're listening to the archive, neither of those options will work. Trust me on that. On the other hand, if you listen to the archive of the show, especially 10 or 20 years in the future, you'll have some history to test out what you hear from our guest today. Anyway, March 24th, 2014, that's our date. It's 9.05 a.m. in Arizona, 12.05 a.m., uh, excuse me, p.m. on the East Coast. Uh, by the way, there was, of course, a time change in the last couple weeks. Uh, and that's where our guest is at 17.05 in continental Europe. Now, that's a good reminder to remind our European listeners that between today and our next show, you'll be changing your clocks, which means the show will be one hour later than it is now during these winter months. Today's the only day ever like it. We'll do everything possible to make it a great one. You're listening to the Wealth DNA Radio Show. I'm your host, Ron Naraki. The show airs every second and fourth Monday at 9 a.m. in Arizona. Your local time may change. Our show time doesn't. Now, I certainly hope you join us each time we air, but if you miss some shows, like those I already mentioned, re-listen to them, uh, or, and, uh, re-listen to them, or uh, if you haven't heard them, you know, go ahead and listen for the first time. You'll find them on the archive. Just go to www.wealthdna.us, where we list each of the shows, both upcoming and archived. Now, our sponsor today is BI Solutions Corp., a residential real estate fund in the Phoenix-Scottsdale area. The U.S. equity markets, after again flirting with new highs, are off to a negative start. Asia was up very strongly overnight. Europe is ending down a lot, and Brazil is up. I think I mentioned volatility. Unfortunately, I can't give you a simple index to tell you how the currency markets are doing, although I can safely predict two things. Go ahead and write them down. That many currency exchange rates will change and that over $1 trillion of foreign currencies worldwide will be traded today. Safe predictions. Our special guest today to cover Forex trading is Kiana Daniel, known as Invest Diva. She's not only an expert in Forex trading, but she wrote the book, Invest Diva's Guide to Making Money in Forex. Let me share a little about her background and see if you see a pattern here. She was uh, born in Iran to a Jewish family. Clearly a minority there. She was awarded a scholarship from the Japanese government to study electrical engineering in Japan. Now, in my engineering class in the U.S., there are about five or ten women in a class of 600. Add to that, she was the only foreigner. Kiana clearly was a minority. Those just may be factors why she wanted to dedicate her life to empowering the minorities, specifically women in male-dominated industries. Financial markets are clearly one of those. While in Japan, Kiana discovered that women in Japan were making a fortune trading currencies on the foreign exchange market, which, again, just might be a major factor as how she chose her expertise. Let's give Kiana Daniel a warm radio welcome. Kiana, I'm so glad you were able to join us today. Hi, Ryan. I'm very glad that I'm here today. 
And we're going to put you through the grilling here. We've got a lot of questions to ask. But let's, you know, let's start with your background. I gave a brief overview of your background, especially some of the unusual nuances. How do you introduce yourself to a new group of people? <laughs> well, uh, they obviously they call me Investive. I did not choose that name. Uh, and uh, I basically, I think I'm the go-to investing advisor who helps you make extra money on the side. Okay. Now, simple. I'm sure many listeners, especially those living in the U.S., will assume after hearing my intro that your international background is a major factor helping you succeed in Forex trading. The question likely on their minds is, why do you think they can be successful if maybe they haven't even dealt with multiple currencies like you have? Well, I must mention that my international background has nothing to do with my success in trading Forex. I was as unfamiliar with the global economy and Forex as an ex-person when I was in college, a uh, student in Japan, studying a completely different major. However, the fact that I was in a foreign country helped me get introduced to Forex trading, as you mentioned, <clears throat> through the Japanese women who were trading in Japan. Okay, so you didn't have a background like um, uh, Stan Urban or myself in the corporate environment where we're dealing with multiple currencies and millions of dollars. You basically happened to be there and see something going on, uh, and that was more the, the, the uh, driver than the fact that you have to deal with multiple currencies, correct? Absolutely, absolutely, and the fact that trading Forex is actually much easier than trading stocks because as opposed to thousands of stocks, there are only seven major currencies you need to keep up with if you want to be... Uh, riding on the volatilities and uh, paying lower transaction fees. Okay. Now, writing a book is a major project. What was your primary motivation for doing that? Obviously, you didn't sit down and say, hey, you know, I've got a free day today. I've got to write a book. What, uh, what drove you to go through all of that work? Well, that is a very long story, but I will try to make it as short as possible. Okay. When I, when I started working for a more major Forex firm in the U.S., I realized that the proper education in this field for finance novices is completely missing, and most education out there is either overpriced or filled with technical and unnecessary difficult financial lingo that people who are not familiar with Forex would just get scared of trading because of the stories that they had heard from uneducated people who got into the market without experience and the necessary education, and they lost money. And people who were interested were uh, in getting started. They were scared also because they thought it was going to be so difficult for them to understand, especially with the name. I think Forex is such a uh, foreign name. <laughs> you know, people don't right. even understand what it is. Like Forex, is it for my ex? Is it for my ex-husband? What is it? So. Um, right, right. That is why I basically decided to take things in my own hands and taking parts with my employer. I sat down in my room in the Upper East Side in New York City for eight months and uh, worked on a straightforward and easy education program. I was, uh, it wasn't a book actually, initially it was uh, videos and I was working 19 hours a day, seven days a week. I cut all my social activities from my life. I wasn't even <laughs> dating or anything. <laughs> So I developed my website, the first website, which was forexdiva.com. I filmed and produced and edited over 100 education videos all by myself and pushed them online. And that is how I got discovered by my publisher, McGraw-Hill, who offered to turn my education program into a book, which was a great achievement for myself and a proof that this, is, this was something valuable that I was doing and it wasn't a waste of my time. 
Okay, and you mentioned you were in New York already, so this wasn't you weren't writing this book while you were in college, kind of debating what these women are doing. Uh, you basically had already gained a lot of experience, and it's fairly recent that you put that book together, correct? Yes. Uh, oh, absolutely. I traded. I started trading in 2008. I came to the U.S. I got into the forex market. I, I already knew that I didn't want to be, be an engineer anymore, so. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I worked in the forex industry uh, on the front end and the back end with the liquidity providers. So I know the market in and out. I became an analyst. I had TV shows, online TV shows, and that is when I decided that I probably should do this by myself because there are so many restrictions <laughs> with the broker side that uh, you know you really have to be very strong-minded if you want to reveal everything that is going on in this market. And uh, that is why I'm very I'm independent of all the brokers so that I don't fear loose of customers, so that mm-hmm, I, I don't push people to trade when they don't really have to because that is, now how, that is not how I make my money. But right. I think this is something that is going to be very valuable eventually for people and for the industry itself because then more people will relax and just look at this as another means of investing as opposed to, uh, I don't want to call it but a get-rich-quick scheme or a scam or mm-hmm. gambling. And right. we it's not one of these work-at-home, earn $2,000 licking stamps or something like that that turn out to be uh, uh, scams or something. This is something that's uh, definitely out there. And as I mentioned, a very liquid market. Uh, let's Before we forget, let's get the uh, websites out. You mentioned one of them already, which was your starting point, which is forexdiva.com. What's the best way to contact you? Uh, well, right now the, the major website is investdiva.com, and the best way mm-hmm. to contact me is either to go on my website, investdiva.com, on the community page, and if you have mm-hmm. any questions, submit it. We have a weekly show Q&A Friday that we cover all the questions that have been submitted on our, on our website, investdiva.com slash community, or you can email me directly to learn at investdiva.com. That is learn, L-E-A-R-N, at investdiva.com. Very cool. All right, appreciate that. And um, well, I assume the easiest way to get a copy of your book is through Amazon or the local bookstore. I don't know if you have a link on your website as well. We definitely do. Uh, the book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other major bookstores. You can also... Mm-hmm get a free digital copy of my book if you enroll in the education program. Oh, okay. Well, tell us a little bit, because I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering that you know, after our show or sometime soon afterwards, some of our uh, listeners might say, hey, this is worth looking into. Um, tell us a little bit. Is there something you can do to give them a, uh, a, you know, a, a quicker start or even a discount to uh, get started on some of your training? Sure, actually. <laughs> I was, uh, since I'm a fan of Wealth DNA, we actually did create a promo code uh, for all our products, all the education programs. Uh, the promo code is Wealth DNA, and it's cool. going to give your audience a 25% off, a 25% discount. It will expire by the end of March. So, uh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. So those that are listening to the archive 20 years later, they can't take advantage of it, but that doesn't mean they they can't take advantage of the training and may find out that they should have done it uh, 20 years earlier and listened live. But uh, Okay, very good. Really appreciate that. See, I guess the key is always to ask. Now, the... um, 
you talk about and even mention that forex trading is not just a good addition to, let's say, stock trading, uh, but actually a good alternative to stock investing. Uh, tell us a little bit more why. Uh, personally, for me, it works out much better with the st- rather than the stock market. The reason number one is because you can trade forex around the clock, even at night. While if you were trading the stock market, the world ends at 4 p.m. New York time. And mm-hmm. if somebody who's already who already has a full-time job, forex will give them more flexibility flexibility with time. Because I always advise that you should treat all these kind of trading as an extra income, unless you're a professional trader. And as an extra income, you cannot obviously be trading while you're at work. You'll get fired, and we don't want that to happen. So that's why Forex works a lot better for stay-at-home moms. I think that is one of the reasons uh, why in Japan women trade it, because they have sleepless nights, they have uh, breastfeeding to do sometimes at night, and they are trading Mm -hmm. at those times, which works out pretty well. And another reason for that Mm -hmm. Is uh, as I mentioned before, there are less items to follow than the stock market. Only seven major currencies that I follow, as opposed okay. to thousands of stocks. With the stock market, if you want to follow them, you have to con- constantly be listening to uh, Bloomberg and CNBC and Fox Business and what have you, and be on top of it. With the forex market, it can be a little bit long term, especially if you're not day trading and you have to keep up with the uh, announcements of the global markets. Uh, and the economy, econ- economy of different countries. So that, again, gives you a little bit more flexibility with your time. Another advantage of Forex is that you can trade a larger account with less money in Forex by using the margin or leverage. Well, I have mm-hmm. to mention that this leverage can be very risky as well. You have to do your analysis properly before you use the leverage, but you can basically open up an account with $50 and leverage it up to 50 times and trade and gain and multiply your profits by 50 times. But I, again, have to uh, mention that that will multiply your risk factor by 50 times as well. But this margin in the stock market does not exist. The maximum leverage you can take in the stock market is twice. And, uh, well, you can – this could be a double-edged sword, but, again, mm-hmm. a lot of people take, the, take this to their advantage for sure, and that is how a lot of people make millions by only one trade. Uh, another advantage that you actually did mention is that the Forex market is the largest and deepest market in the world. It is 20, it's 53 times larger than the New York Stock Exchange itself. And as you mentioned, $4 trillion of transaction happens every single day in the currency market globally. So the forex market is less likely to crash. There is nothing to crash. And if it even does go against you, if it does go down, for example, the dollar goes down, you can make money whether the market is going down or up, depending on your position. So a bear market is not necessarily a bad thing. Okay. Well, very, very good. Uh, Strong reason. I think the... uh a uh, small amount to get started obviously also limits somebody's risk because uh, even though it does uh, even leverage adds risk, you still can't, uh, the, most of the brokerage accounts that I know of are set up so that you can't lose more than you have invested. It's not like they then make you know, huge margin calls. They close your positions and uh, yes. uh, it does limit you. 
Okay. Now, on the other hand, I just want to remind our, our listeners that Forex is an owning type of investment as opposed to one of the loaning investments that you may count on for steady income uh, so that it is a good substitute or complement to stock trading. It is not necessarily a substitute for buying bonds or uh, private mortgage loans or any other fixed income investment. Do you agree with me on that one? Uh, absolutely. Um I think uh, the uh, I'm sorry. So you, you well, because that yeah, the the it is it is a, a much riskier, and it is really for an income. It's not a, a steady income. You can't count on no. uh, fifty uh, fifty dollars a month uh, steady income to pay your mortgage to to supplement your Social Security. So it's a very different Absolutely strategy. Absolutely not. Strategy, I'm sorry, I, I didn't get your question yep. at the beginning. Absolutely not. Forex trading, stock trading, any of these kind of trading has to be based on your disposable income that you you are hoping to get some extra money other than what you're uh, trying to save for your rent and mortgage and car and car insurance and health insurance and doctor. So those have to be already covered, and then you can get into any kind of trading. Exactly. Well said. Well said. And that's what I really want to kind of reemphasize to our to our listeners. Now, you've already touched on uh, probably the answer to this by mentioning how small of an account you need. Uh, but from this, that means you do not need to be an accredited investor to do forex trading, correct? Whereas many alternative investments, you do have to be an accredited investor. We, well, yes. I mean, as a retail trader, you can obviously start an account with fifty dollars, but uh, education is very important, and oh. a lot of people get into. You don't have to get licensed to trade for it, mm-hmm. but a lot of these people who get the see like a lot of people that I see, they listen to the first advantages that I say. Like, oh my God, great! I want to jump into it and I want to start making money. But no, that is not how it how it goes. You really have to get educated because the markets are very volatile, as you mentioned. And if you don't know what you're doing, and if you Treat it as just like, okay, I'm going to bet the dollar is going to go up because somebody told me so. No, that is most likely going to make you lose your $50, and $50 is $50. I'm Jewish. I like my $50. Exactly, um, exactly. You work hard for it. (laughs) Definitely get educated and practice uh, on demo accounts before you even invest the $50. And I always encourage people to start with small accounts before they put in more money, like thousands of dollars, because then they can test their emotions. We all get into this later on, I suppose, but definitely first uh, educate yourself, practice with demo account, with fake money, and then start a small account just to test drive your emotional compatibility with the markets. Well said. Let me remind our listeners you're tuned to the Wealth DNA Radio Show. I'm your host, Ron Naraki. I look forward to you joining us every second and fourth Monday. Our sponsor today is BI Solutions Corp. If you've missed some of the prior shows or if you want to re-listen to them, we maintain an archive on wealthdna.us. If you'd like to get an email reminder of the show, send an email to me, ron at wealthdna.us. We'll keep you posted about future shows and events as well. Reminder, during the show, we welcome you to... uh, Ask questions. You can either use the chat window below the radio player or call in, and the number's at the top of the screen. It is 917-388-4162. Our topic today is Forex trading with our special guest, Kiana Danyal, a truly international person and the author of Invest Diva's Guide to Making Money in Forex. And speaking of the chat window, we did have a good question from one of our listeners. The, uh, there is a promo code for taking advantage of some of her training, or almost any of her training courses. Uh, that promo code is simply 
wealth DNA. How appropriate. Kiana, one of the basic errors I notice novices make, they assume that a currency strengthened or weakened. How do you explain to them that's not exactly true? Uh, what do you mean exactly by this? That they assume they just heard about it, you mean? Well, you know, they're they're new to it. They heard, oh, they heard the dollar strengthened. Well, but, you know, it's kind of like when somebody asks me how my wife is, my typical response is compared to what? Uh, and, 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 and the dollar strengthening is, uh, you know, a notion relative to something. Uh, and I think that's what novices miss. They just assume that the dollar is now stronger against everything in the world, and that may not be true. And you probably have some examples of where currencies have uh, strengthened against one and, and, and weakened against others, correct? Absolutely, yes. Uh, well, first of all, I think the, the first step in uh, learning about Forex is that you are always trading one currency against another currency. So this is not mm -hmm. like when you say one stock, uh, a commodity went up or down, gold went up or down, you're only buying gold. But in the currency market, you are exchanging your dollar to get another currency. So this is the first lesson. So right. I have my dollar, and I'm going to Europe, and I'm buying euros. And so at this time, both the Euros, Eurozone economy and the US, U.S. economy is going to affect this pair. That is why I, I cannot just get into the market by looking at dollar alone. I have to keep an eye on euro as well and see how this currency pair is going to dance on the forex dance floor. That is the metaphor that we use in our forex education program uh, because it's like a couple dancing, basically. It's, uh, it only takes two to tango. And uh, sometimes the euro, I call him the Mr. Euro. Mr. Euro goes up while Miss USA is going down, and uh, that is what causes the volatility, and that is why it is very important to do the uh, analysis. It is something that happens a lot. And with, uh, you have to basically identify the trend and develop a strategy about when to get in the market, when to get out of the market, and uh, basically analyze the markets from the economics point of view, technical point of view, and market sentiment, and all have you. It is not just about one currency pair, one currency from one uh, country. So you Got asked it. me for an example. For example, mm -hmm. yes. uh, let's talk about last week that I was in the exact same position. Uh, I was uh, slightly bearish on the U.S. dollar last week before the Federal Reserve meeting, the FOMC meeting, where Janet Yellen mm -hmm. was speaking. And the minute Janet Yellen started talking, the dollar actually started to strengthen and going up against my position uh, on dollar Swissy. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I looked at, at that exact minute, I looked at dollar-yen, and dollar-yen was actually steadier. I didn't have a position at that time on dollar-yen. So uh, what I did to basically offset my immediate, that, that short-term losses that I was getting because of yelling speaking was opening mm -hmm. another position versus, versus the yen to balance out my account. So this is actually another advantage of Forex because you can have an opinion about dollar, but when it goes against you, you can actually balance it out with a different currency pair still containing the dollar and uh, avoid losing money.
Okay. Now, would it be fair to say that no one, including you or I, could become an expert in all 100, 100 currencies or so that are out there? Uh, and it sounds like you've decided to uh, cheat uh, or probably do the appropriate thing, I should say, uh, which is uh, you focus on seven currencies. What are they? Yes. Well, I have a reason. I would not even want to become an expert in, on all currencies because sitting outside the major and minor currencies involves a lot of risk mm-hmm. and large transaction fees. Uh, the seven major currencies that I uh, keep an eye on are the ones from the major economies, which are the U.S. dollar, mm-hmm. euro, Japanese yen, British pound, Canadian dollar, Australian dollar, New Zealand dollar, and uh, Swiss franc. I hope I'm not missing any other majors. And okay. By major, I mean um, basically trading one of these currencies against the U.S. dollar, and you can also go through the miners, which means trading euro versus, for example, British pound. They are still mm-hmm. from a major country, but they are not traded against the dollar. That is, what they are, that is why they are called miners. Okay. One, the only one that you know kind of surprises me missing in that list, but you, that, you, you are correct, you've got all seven there, uh, is the renminbi, or some people refer to it as the won, which is actually the denomination. But why not that one? I know there's a, there's a um, uh, issue with, uh, with uh, uh, availability around the world, because it really is a closed currency still. Uh, but why don't you uh, look at ways to, um, to uh, work with the uh, renminbi? Well, that is exactly the reason why the, the reason that you mentioned is the major reason why, because most of the platforms actually don't carry it. And mm-hmm. uh, if, if, even if they do, it, uh, it is not an asset yet. So okay. uh, the transaction fees are a lot higher. That is okay. why we tend to not trade that. Gotcha. Okay. Now, I assume you're not talking about, uh, you know, taking a briefcase of dollars or yen and, or some other currency and walking to your local bank and exchanging it every few days. Uh, you probably use a commodity or a currency trading platform, correct? That's funny that you mentioned that. Actually, that is how I started trading, though. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> when I didn't know what, uh, that the Forex trading online platforms exist, let me tell you the story. Because this is quite a uh, funny story. Uh, I was in college, and I didn't know anything about nothing in the, in the forex market, but I did. It was 2008, right when the Lehman Brothers crashed, and all the companies were crashing. Oh, all boy. I could hear was that dollar is getting cheap, dollar is getting cheap. And I was in Japan, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of yen. And I'm like, okay, if at any point I want to go to America, I probably want to change my yen into dollar now that it's getting cheap. I mean, I knew that much that, all right, you have okay. to buy low, okay? And I was like, all right, I'll go to an ATM machine in Japan. You can actually exchange at an ATM machine. And I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to change my dollars. I'm going to change my yen into dollar. And I changed a bunch of my yen into dollar the first day, and the next day I'm like, oh, my God, the price is going even further down. Maybe I should, like, keep doing this every single day and not doing it at the, at the same at, at once because mm-hmm. the price might continue going down. And as, as I was doing it, and I didn't have time to go to the ATM machine every day. I was in college. I, I was doing an internship, and, like, I was very busy. So I was talking about this, actually, to my Japanese mom. Uh, my, my mom is not Japanese. My Japanese Sure, I understand. Yeah. Mom. People are saying mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I, I wish I could, like, write a program that I, I could – basically sent to my ATM machine that could, I could basically uh, order my ATM machine to 
exchange my dollar, my yen for dollar at this price. And she's like, oh, that program is already written. It's called Forex. It's called the Forex market. You have to log in with a broker. And that is um, basically how I got into it. Yes, you should not. Yeah, forex trading in, with the method that we are doing it right now uh, and we are talking about is not through your local exchange bank. It's through a platform, an online platform, that shows you charts and bars and rates, very similar to that of stock markets. Mm -hmm. And uh, you get in, in and out of the market uh, through the platform. Okay. Now, opening an account there is just like opening a brokerage account, whether it's locally or online, correct? Yes. It's All right. It, and and uh, you mentioned online, but it's interesting. When I got started with some, some uh, uh, currency trading, there were no online uh, online platforms at all. Everything was through commodity brokers at the time, licensed commodity brokers. And what I found out is uh, there are very few of them in a city. So if I'm in a city like Phoenix, uh, where, where I am now, I might have found one or maybe two commodity brokers versus thousands of stock brokers. So they were pretty hard to, 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 to find, and I assume that's still the case. There, there are probably not as many platforms and brokers uh, that you can do this currency trading as you would find with, uh, with stock trading. Correct. Well, uh, the thing is, what you can do instead of going to a brokerage, uh, mm -hmm. local Company. broker, uh, if you do it online, the online platforms are available internationally, and all you have to do is to select an online broker, and there are there used to be many of them in the U.S. Now there are uh, quite a handful, and they're mm -hmm. all registered. Uh, within the U.S. government and mostly trustworthy. Mm -hmm. And sure. uh, the retail traders, it, this, this online method was not available to retail traders with smaller accounts only about 11 years ago. Right. But now you can trade currency pairs on the platform uh, that from, from the convenience of your home or uh, on your phone and your computer your iPad or tablet or whatever that you have got. So it doesn't necessarily have to be local. Mm -hmm. Understand. Yeah, but at the same time, your your point's a good one. There's probably a handful that are licensed in the U.S. for for currency. Uh, versus, if you look at uh, stockbrokers, you can uh, find you know thousands literally in the city, and you know websites all over the place. Uh, all sorts of companies have the ability to do trading. So it is uh, is clearly. Uh, fewer that you have to learn about than in, in, in stock trading where there are literally hundreds or thousands of platforms and brokers and, and, and probably a lot of confusion and selling. So a uh, good analogy there with probably about a handful of platforms and uh, therefore brokerage companies uh, licensed in the U.S. Now, Kiana, what's more important in your uh, Forex trading? Is it technical or fundamental analysis? Both. Uh, in addition to that, uh, I usually add market sentiment and also, obviously, analyzing your capital and risk tolerance and the trade size. So, okay. uh, yeah. That's, well, that's a fair point. So let's, in your book, as I recall, you, you talk about four types of analysis. Let's start with that fundamental analysis. Maybe give us an example of, you know, which currencies, uh, uh, you know, you feel good about from a fundamental viewpoint, which ones you're, you're cautious about, uh, and, and how you go about that. So, so explain what fundamental analysis is. Maybe give us some current examples. Sure. So let me just explain to your audience that what fundamental analysis mean is basically mm -hmm. – 
keeping up with the economic updates of the countries whose currency you're trying to trade. So fundamental means basically listening to the news. With the stock market, you would do your research on the company whose stock you're trying to invest in. With the forex market, the country's politicians oftentimes decide the fate of their currency. And a lot of the news that you hear on TV and radio, especially the political ones, are trying to help you get a glimpse of the fundamentals. So how I go about with the fundamentals is basically uh, I look at my economic calendar and see what major economic news or events are coming up. For example, today we had a lot of PMI. Uh, I'm not going to get into that right now, but basically what it is is that uh, fundamental analysis is a way of looking at the market by analyzing the, analyzing the economic, social, and political forces that affect the supply and demand of a currency. And forex traders basically buy and sell currencies with the hope of making money and profit uh, when the currency rate changes in their favor. And um, it can be whether from the market news or events that take place around the world or uh, other factors that we're going to touch upon later on. And uh, so that's basically how it is. So I take a look at the economic calendar, what is going on, and what the, the politicians are saying, and that is how I sometimes pick the currency that I'm going to trade. Okay, and just to clarify, you had mentioned PMI, and that is the uh, Purchase Manager's Index that's yeah. used to kind of gauge um, production and, and uh, you know, kind of their prospects for, for future expansion. So what you're really saying is being in tune to the political and in economic environment, not just around you, but around the world, or at least in those countries or markets uh, of those major currencies. So you're really tracking what's going on economically and politically in uh, uh, in the U.S. and, and Japan, uh, Europe, uh, or uh, Swiss franc being a little bit more neutral. You're not going to hear it quite as much in the news unless there are some uh, events around trying to uh, shut down the, the uh, uh, Swiss banks or some crazy things <laughs> yeah. that have happened, you know, they try to talk about. So, or Australia, Canada, so uh, Britain. So really your, your, your fundamental analysis is being in tune to what's happening in the economic and political landscape. Is that well, well summarized? Exactly, yes. But just to, so that your audience wouldn't get scared that they have to be listening to news in different languages, there are tools available, very straightforward economic calendars that shows you when, which country is going to have an announcement, and they show you exactly what's going to happen to that currency if the politicians say this and that. So it's not as hard as it sounds. It's right. very well uh, programmed, basically, for forex traders. Okay. Then you talked about uh, sentimental analysis. Can you give us, uh, you know, explain that a little bit and give us, again, uh, maybe kind of a current view of, of how that you, you know, how you apply that? Sure. I would actually like to first touch upon on technical analysis because that is one of the most important aspects that I follow uh, with my analysis. So I do the fundamentals, and then I go to technical before I jump into sentiment analysis. And technical analysis is basically the art of using history to predict the future. And at all the Forex platforms and the charts of your broker that you have your account with, uh, the technical analysis basically looks at how a currency pair has been performing and determines potential future price movement. It's basically using history 
to predict the future because usually history repeats itself, and we have all kinds of tools and analysis methods and indicators which helps us understand those historical movements and patterns and showing us what can happen in the future. So that is technical. And after I have done my fundamental and technical analysis, and I think that there is something, something worthy taking a look at, I, jump, I, I go to my next level of analysis, which is sentiment analysis. Sentiment, well, a sentiment, the word sentiment is a general thought, feeling, or sense. Right. Uh, so a popular fashion trend is an obvious example of a sentiment, the feelings and emotions of fashionistas concerning a specific design. In the free market, sentiment refers to the feelings and emotions of market participants. In the forex market, all of the participants' feelings concerning a specific currency pair may result in a dominant psychology that is either optimistic or pessimistic. So uh, there are all kinds of different analysts out there. Some are hardcore technical analysts. Some some only trade on the news and only look at the fundamentals. And there are some people who only trade based on market sentiment. Hmm. And uh, they behave that the price itself is solely a result of where the collective psychology lies in terms of optimism or pessimism within the traders. But I obviously don't think that is the case because there are so many different factors in it, and I'd like to add the sentiment analysis as a third step to my whole analysis, and uh, I include it carefully as one of the major points. Okay. This may be a good time to remind our listeners, uh, especially those that just tuned in, you're listening to the Wealthina Radio Show. I'm your host, Ron Naraki. If you missed the earlier part of the show, or, uh, or past shows, you can uh, go to the archive, wealthdna.us. Today our special guest is Kiana Daniel, an expert in Forex trading, and that's our topic today. Kiana, tell us a little bit about capital analysis. That's the next step, as I recall, in what you, you talk about, kind of the, the uh, portions of the analyses that an individual uh, trader would need to look at. Yes, sure. So capital analysis basically answers this question. How much money should you invest in Forex and how should you position yourself in the market? This is capital analysis. In Forex, Mm -hmm. just like any other kind of investment, you need to be aware of your capital risks and reward potential. So before making an investment decision, uh, you need to calculate your capital, the spread with your broker, which is basically the transaction fee that you have to pay every time you trade, and the leverage that we mentioned briefly before that makes sense to your trade and your capital to avoid unpredicted losses. This can also actually be called risk management. Mm -hmm. So depending on your capital and the amount of money you have in your account, your trading strategy should differ. Every time you get in and out of your trade, you pay a fee to your broker and Furthermore, you have the option of using the leverage, and so you need to know how much money you can afford to lose before mm-hmm. you can decide what your trade size should be. Okay, and I assume you would never recommend putting all of your uh, uh, available funds into one position. You're probably going to have that spread around uh, various <laughs> positions like you talked about with the yen dollar versus the uh, dollar euro. Yes, absolutely not, for sure. You have okay. to, with any kind of investing, for sure. 
Okay, then you put it together in what you call an overall analysis. Explain that and give us your view today. What currencies are you fairly uh, optimistic about and, and buying, uh, and uh, which ones are you uh, more concerned about and you're selling or at least uh, hedging your positions in those currencies? So talk about overall analysis and kind of your view of the world today. Sure. So overall analysis is basically uh, a general evaluation of all the other points of what I call the Investiva Diamond Analysis, which is fundamental, technical, sentiment, and capital, and the last one is overall. So if all these points are, uh, all these um, methods are pointing at, for example, selling dollar yen, that is when you want to go down and take a look at your gut feeling. Is this, is, is, it, is there something that, is this something you really want to do? And um, if you do, you basically go ahead and, um, uh, ex, um, place your position. Uh, place your position exactly. So, as for myself, uh, right now, well, we are having a lot of volatility, as you mentioned before, due to mm-hmm. uh, the FOMC meeting last week, and this week we have a lot of coming up uh, news from the Europe, from the U.S. also, um, as well as the U.K. And we also ha- are having the G7 meeting right now as we're speaking. So I'm very cautious with my positions right now. I think uh, looking at the technicals, uh, my general view on the dollar is that it is going down eventually, even though it was going really rallying uh, last week as Janet Yellen started talking. But uh, I am looking at dollar yen, dollar Swissy, and euro dollar right now. And uh, I believe that Dollar yen is uh, going to find support. Uh, well, excuse me if you don't. Uh, so, it support is right. You might explain that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I'm thinking that dollar yen is going to have further losses uh, towards the uh, 101 area. Uh, right now, the price of dollar yen, which means uh, dollar exchange rate. The exchange rate is 102, which means that you have to pay 102 yens for in the exchange of one dollar. But I think that is going to go further down and become 101. And it may seem to your audience that okay, there's only one digit difference. Is that such a big deal? And yes, in forex market, each of these one digits uh, they, they can mean a lot because most of the times your accounts are leveraged, and this one-digit change can, means, can mean thousands of dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. So my position on dollar-yen is eventually uh, bearish, and uh, dollar Swissy also bearish because on, the, on a monthly chart, I see a general downtrend going on, uh, and I think I believe a break below point eighty six could open doors for even further declines to the lows of two thousand and eleven, which the prices of dollar versus the Swiss franc went all the way down to point seventy six. I don't mm-hmm. want to get technical with this, but these are the open positions sure. that I have currently, so I just wanted to mention that. 
No, good, good. That's what I was kind of looking for from that from that standpoint. And, and you also touched on an important factor, which is we're not talking about 10 and 15, 20% or like last year's equity market up 30% in a year. That's not what you're looking for in the currency markets. Very small moves make a big deal um, in, in this market, and therefore that's why so many transactions take place. So very, very uh, uh, well said. I think that's... Uh, Gives a gives a pretty good you know uh, you give a lot of information in that answer so I appreciate that. Now in the last few years there have been several currency ETFs uh, introduced including a bullish and a bearish one on the U.S. dollar they have great symbols you up and you down. Uh, what are your thoughts on those ETFs? I generally am a fan of ETFs and mm-hmm. uh, actually currently working on a new series on ETFs uh, which which means exchange traded funds. So of all kinds, uh, I think ETFs are a great um, package for a retail trader who doesn't have the time to go and take a look at all the currencies or all the stocks or whatever an ETF includes. Um, So one of the biggest benefits of ETF is low expenses ratios, which is not visible when you're comparing it into a normal forex trading, but comparing to mutual funds, it could be huge. And the U.S. Mm-hmm. dollar ETF uh, is beneficial for those who have an opinion on the U.S. dollar itself and do not want to go ahead and take a look at other, all the other currencies that are involved. And obviously the, the risk factor is a little bit higher with ETF because, as we mentioned before, all the countries are uh, basically making a, a, playing a role in the general movement of uh, the dollar versus all the other currencies. But if it's an ETF and if it's largely U.S. dollar-based, then there's a good chance that you could just ride on that trend for the U.S. dollar and make some money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but though, if, if if I compare using a forex platform where, where little pips make a huge difference versus the ETFs, uh, I, I would t- you know kind of let people know that you know fifty dollars in an ETF is not going to yield them thousands. It's going to be a little bit more like watching paint dry uh, for the next uh, few weeks or months. It's a much slower process. It's not leveraged, uh, or not not most of them are not leveraged. So we're really talking about a fairly slow process in the ETFs when we're talking about currencies versus. Uh, the uh, forex uh, platforms, correct? Right, absolutely. Okay, and you know, I always love when a great guest reminds me to not use a buzzword, uh, as you did in, in explaining ETFs. Even though I was talking about it in the show, I should always remind people what I'm talking about when I see ETFs. So I appreciate that uh, that um, uh, reminder. Now, back when I was in the CFO role, a chief financial officer, I had a pretty good feel for certain currency pairs. Did pretty well, and I had to as part of my job. Now, recently, I've been holding currency positions really to hedge the dollar and its uh, potential weakness due to all the printing. But it seems like every time a government comes out and makes some major decision, I remember uh, a while back, and I think it was 2011 when you mentioned what Swiss said, oh, we're not going to let the Swiss franc uh, appreciate anymore against the uh, the euro or Japan deciding in the last year that uh, they're going to turn their printing presses into hyperdrive. You know, all of those currency hedges uh, turn south. I start losing money on them. What tips would you share with me? Well, that is a great question, and this is the key point in currency trading, knowing the economic objectives of each country. Since uh, during key economic meetings, the market gets very volatile, I mostly recommend long-term positions, actually, which which is similar to the ETF um, uh, example that you mentioned, a slower process where 
you write an overall yearly or monthly trends so that you basically um, get away from the volatility of a sudden economic announcement that you are not prepared for. And uh, because at the end of the day, your exit strategy is what determines how much money you make, and with all forms of uh, long-term and short-term trading, deciding the appropriate time to exit a position is just as important as determining the best time to enter your position. So uh, I recommend longer-term trading with your stops and limits adjusted so that um, you don't get kicked out of your, basically, of your position when something um, sudden comes along. Okay. All right. Well said. Time to inspire our listeners. Share uh, with us, if you would, a few Forex success stories, and probably good to pick some other than your own. Uh, tell us about a few people that have done extremely well. Okay. Uh, let's, let's, let's tell stories. Other than myself making the extra money that I need for my lifestyle trading Forex, we are mm-hmm. actually um, very humble and grateful of my students who email me and tell me how empowered they have become by completing the investigative education course and feeling smarter because they can keep up with the international news and have an opinion on them, and that they actually, in fact, have already started making money. So I think there are a lot of benefits for a, uh, a person who is not a financial person, who is not a mar- an investor banker, but learns how to talk the talk and also make money. So uh, you can obviously go to my website, and we have posted the um, compliments and the emails from our, not not all of them, actually our website sure. is under construction, but a lot of them are already out there. And my students, for example, they went through the education program for two months, and they, they did the demo account for another additional two two to three months. Some of them did it for six months, and now they're actually making money. They uh, send success stories and uh, how it's helping them with their children, with their financials. And um, I, I don't want to name names, but it is no, actually no, no. working. So uh, you have to just be educated and be emotionally stable with your money in the and and uh start making money in the forex market the largest market in the world okay and and you know you mentioned an, an important point there's nothing like paying attention to the news or the stock market or the forex market or any of those things as putting your money into it i mean at that point you're you're you've got a stake in it you are now committed to it versus when somebody just kind of reads the news listens to it you know kind of passively uh, they're not nearly as involved or really caring what the hell they're listening to uh but once they've put their money in it it changes their perspective and they do get much more educated much more involved in 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 the economic and political scenery around them so very very good point on that uh, but let me also go back even further. Part of what inspired you uh, were these ladies in Japan. I mean, how, you know, t- tell us about how some of them, they, you know, were they making money that this was actually a way to make a living? No, it's not a way to make a living. Actually, there is an article about myself and some of my students in Japan on Time magazine uh, that goes very deeply into this. Uh, they usually, they also treat it as an, extra 
money source of income. And, uh, you know, Japanese people are naturally very risk-averse, and they wouldn't jump into making Good millions point. in a day. And I think that is the reason why they are very successful at it, because they take a very slow and patient uh, step towards forex trading, and they uh, are educated and they make the extra money while their husbands are at home uh, are at work or even the single ladies and uh what they do is basically they the ones that I've talked to or even my Japanese mom they use this extra income as a family trip plan uh, mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. you know or buying themselves a design handbag or designer handbag. That is actually what I do as well. Every time I make a lot of money, I go buy my <laughs> designer handbag. <laughs> you're, good for, you're good for the, the uh, New York economy. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. you live in New York City, you got to be a fashionista. So that is how I make the money to uh, basically uh, keep up with, uh, with the trends in the ladies' okay. world. Very cool. Before we forget, let's get your contact out uh, information out again to our listeners. The uh, email address again is www.investiva.com, and the email address is learn at investiva.com. Excellent. And you gave out a promo code so people can uh, take advantage of uh, your training courses and in the process get a free copy of the uh, electronic version of the book, uh, e-copy, uh, and that promo code is WEALTH. DNA. How catchy. Very, very easy to remember, hopefully, for all of our listeners. Now, Kiana, we've covered a lot of good information today. What additional comments, suggestions, cautions would you share with our listeners? Uh, I think if you, the most important thing that I would love to share with everybody is if you think you don't have the time to learn how to trade Forex, but would like to be the part of the billionaires club and would rather have somebody trade your money for you. Mm-hmm. That is when you get into the account manager scam, which is just a fraud for people who think that way. And the, these kind of scams that gave Forex a bad name, they operate by having an investor, quote-unquote, invest your money with a percentage of the capital. And... It can sound appealing, especially to beginners who have no idea what they are doing or don't have the time to learn. And they figure, well, he's a professional. He must know what he's doing, and it's 100 times better than I do it myself, and I don't have the time for it. But the problem mm-hmm. with that is that you are putting complete trust of your money into the hands of a complete stranger, and in a way it's like taking, how I call it, candy from a baby. So don't take candy from a baby and... Start getting educated before you enroll in the forex market and enrich your lifestyle. Very good. Very good. Appreciate that. Now, I think you covered some of the risk aspects as well, so I think you did a good job kind of covering the balance. Uh, but it does look like an interesting opportunity and, a, and hopefully a fun one for a number of our listeners. So, Kiana, I really want to thank you for joining us today. And hopefully we get a chance to talk some more, especially uh, as you move forward on this uh, new portion of your venture, which I wasn't aware of, on the uh, exchange-traded funds. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll take advantage of learning about what you're uh, teaching others in that area. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. I'm especially I'm a fan of your show and I catch up with it. I try to catch up with it every second and fourth Monday every every month. Though we did we did have this daylight savings last week, so 
<laughs> very true, very true. Yes, that was something, and I forgot about warning people. But at least our, our, our listeners in Europe will be forewarned. Their clocks are changing. Uh, this time of our show, therefore, changes for them. So I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Kiana. Thank you very much, Ron. Let me just briefly summer. We've covered some uh, number of aspects of forest trading, uh, and as I, I think became clear, to be su- successful as a forex trader, I certainly wouldn't recommend trying to compete in that big arena. But before at least reading Kiana's uh, Kiana Danielle's book, the uh, there is a promo code to take advantage of some of her training and get the book in the process. That co- promo code, as I mentioned, is Wealth DNA. Uh, now, I'm sure her international exposure uh, and, and, and dealing with these various currencies and seeing it firsthand in, in Japan uh, gave her some inspiration and was part of her success. But some of those Asian uh, women that were doing so well didn't necessarily travel off of the island. Some of them probably never dealt with multiple currencies, and they probably weren't looking for an excuse to not make money. One of my favorite quotes come to mind, comes to mind when I, when I think of that. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And that's from Henry Ford. And I suspect Henry Ford truly believed he could mass-produce an automobile affordable to the average worker because he did. And he was wildly successful. And hopefully you will be in Forex trading and all of your investing. Hopefully you've noticed we don't try to recommend any particular investment strategies on the Wealth DNA Radio Show. I prefer to think of us as providing a large menu with enough detail to help you make an educated decision. Clearly, uh, it is possible to make a very good return and earn a living trading uh, foreign currencies. But as with all investing, there are risks, and we talked about some of those, accentuated with the fact that you are using significant leverage, or most people would be. And all traders will have losing as well as winning trades. So don't expect to be 100% successful. You never will. Certainly, the brokers will make a small amount of money on each trade, as as, uh, Kiana mentioned. But if you're looking for an excuse, maybe that one will do. Oh, the broker's making money. I won't. Well, maybe uh, you should diversify your portfolio with Forex, but I can't tell you whether it fits you, nor can I really say for every of our listeners it makes sense. Well, I do agree with Henry Ford, and I also know that some currency traders will be successful, like Kiana, and others won't. If you have transactions in multiple currencies, don't want to become an active currency trader, I remind you about the show we had with Stan Urban, who shared a very different approach, hedging currency risks of those transactions. And during that show, I probably shared my own experience with hedging currency risk, both in the business and personal life. I'll remind you also of the show we did on managed futures with Tom Foreman. That's another way to add currency trading to your portfolio, in essence, hiring an expert in currency futures trading to work for you. Now, as Kiana said, do your research. Somebody like Tom Foreman does a lot of the research for you in picking some of the best uh, registered folks. Don't get involved in some scam. Deal with registered advisors. Uh, all of this, by the way, is part of our objective preview, kind of a comprehensive menu, focusing on the investment uh, fundamentals and topics that will be important to you and investors today, uh, as well as 10 or 20 years from now. Uh, today shows an excellent example. Forex trading has been around for centuries, will continue for many years to come. And another prediction from me, some currencies will disappear like we saw during the start of the Eurozone. Some minor currencies will become more important, and very likely some of today's important currencies will become less important. Despite all that, currency exchange will continue to be an important financial market. You need to be aware of it and maybe make a little money there.
Regular listeners of Wealth DNA Radio Show that you know our objective here is to help one million people become millionaires. We certainly don't care about race, nationality, age, or religious affiliation of those future millionaires. Remember, one of the best ways to increase your wealth, tune into the show twice a month. We share the investment fundamentals, some great ideas, and help diversify and grow your portfolio. Many thanks to BI Solutions Corp for sponsoring our uh, show today. They're residential real estate based in the Phoenix and Scottsdale area. The next Wealth DNA Radio Show will be the second Monday of April. That is Monday, April 14th, 9 a.m., Arizona. Same place, same time. Unless you're living in Europe, and I'll remind you, it will be one hour later because you're changing your clocks. For some of you, it will be a continuation of the Easter holiday. And that's an excellent opportunity to have your family join you to listen together. As usual, we'll find the lineup of guests and topics on WealthDNA.us, and there you'll find the archive of past shows. If you have some comments, suggestions, questions on today's show or any others, send me an email, ron at wealthdna.us, and I'll also keep you posted about future shows and events. Happy investing and deciding whether to add Forex to your portfolio. You've been listening to Wealth DNA with Ron Naraki on Arizona Boomer Radio. Arizona Boomer Radio is produced by the Boomer and the Babe Incorporated and can be heard Monday through Friday. You can sign up for their online magazine at boomerandthebabe.com. To reach the Boomer and the Babe, email host at boomerandthebabe.com or friend them on facebook.com slash boomerandbabe. And on Blog Talk, you can friend them at blogtalkradio.com slash boomerandbabe. Follow their tweets at twitter.com slash boomerandbabe. Be sure to make the second half of your life the best half of your life. And remember, at 50, you're just getting started.